This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. And um, our next guest is an absolute superstar. He's got some story to tell. But he had a day out in country South Australia there on a Sunday afternoon, Garrett Lynch, with a double. Epaulette Prince was too strong in uh, the lock cup. That was race number five. And he also had uh, Jam Crow that was successful in the benchmark 52. And Garrett joins us on the line. Good morning, Garrett. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. What was it like um, winning a lock cup? And can you just explain to our listeners right across the country where lock is? Uh, Locks sort of um, uh, took us about nine hours from Murray Bridge. It's over towards uh, Sejuna Way. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what was it like? Did they have a good day there? Yeah, yeah. There was a, a decent enough crowd. And, yeah, the, the racing was pretty good. Yep. And Epaulette Prince was too strong in the cup. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he did a tough. He had to fight to get to the lead early and then, um, yeah, held him off late. So now it's a good result. Yeah, and he's had, he's a son of Epaulette. He's a seven year old, and um, that was his 48th start there on Sunday afternoon. Is that his go, trying to find these country cups around South Australia? Yeah, yeah, we, um, we've just been progressing through the grades. I got him as a, I think he was a 42 Raider. So we had to get a, get a couple of results to get him um, high enough Raiders to get into sort of the races we wanted to get into. But, um, yeah, no, he's been going really well. I think he's had 11 starts for us now for four wins and three minor placings. So how long have you been trading now for, Garrett? Uh, 11 years. Yeah. And you started off, um, you were, you're in the Rodeo game. You are riding bulls, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I was doing rod- rodeos for, for pretty much since I was eight till, um, till about 22, and then I had a few injuries I needed to take care of and um, yeah had a few operations and while I was doing that I sort of slowed down and, and got into the racing game. My brothers were jockeys so yeah. well, jockeys so yeah sort of just followed suit there. I was a bit big so yeah training them was my go. Yeah do you miss riding the bulls? Yeah yeah um, yeah I had a little bit of a comeback a couple of years ago Um won a state title and, and that sort of thing again. But, um, yeah, had another injury, which uh, was life-threatening. So, yeah, I slowed right down and really concentrated on the race horses. I went from sort of four horses in work up to up to 30 now. So the last couple, couple of years I've been really focusing on the race horse training. So what kind of injuries have you – did? Um, what kind of injuries did you um, get there from riding the bulls? And what was the last injury that you got? I've I've broken most bones of um, both ankles and leg and hip and back and uh, shoulder reconstruction all that early days. Um, the last one uh, I broke six ribs and uh, all my ribs sort of stabbed into my organs and I lacerated my liver three quarters of the way through and um, punctured lung and 
a few other things, but yeah, the main thing was I uh, look blood loss. So I lost um, nearly two litres of blood on the way to the the first hospital. Sort of um, that was the main thing. Did you realise at the time how serious it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, when I was on the operating table after they did all the um, tests and x-rays and all the rest of it, I, I was sort of out of it a bit. But I remember asking them if I was going to die and they, they said, uh, it's not looking good, but we hope not. <laughs> I, thought, I thought then it wasn't, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. And, um, geez, that would have been scary, mate. We laugh about it now, but um, it would have been really scary. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of out of the bit. My yeah. um, partner, she was, she was pretty worried when they um, didn't say I was definitely gonna get through it. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't too good. But it was so, all right when I woke up. I woke up four days later, so it yeah. was all everything was passed by then. So everyone was in a better mood when I woke up. So what, like riding the bulls, it must be an addiction in a way to do what you do after all of those injuries and. It's obviously life-threatening when you when you get get aboard um, um, a bull there at a rodeo. But um, what what is it like? A, is it the adrenaline that 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 it gives you when you ride those bulls? What is it? What makes it so addictive? Yeah, no, it's just a good feeling when you yeah. when you ride um, ride a bull or a, or a bronc or whatever. And um, yeah, it's you know sometimes it's not not ideal you know you might um ride a bit ordinary and you don't feel so good but when you ride one properly there's no better feeling so that's what you're chasing did you ever think about going over to the states to do it yeah so when i sort of was having a little comeback a couple of years ago that's what i was aiming for i was sort of um yeah riding around i was i was traveling around the country riding riding again so i was getting back in the swing of things and um yeah, I was planning on going to Canada and possibly to the top of um, America for a little stint just to experience everything and um, how they do it. And yeah, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm addicted to Yellowstone, so um, I'm always fascinated by this. So, how do they actually choose the bulls? Like, how does a bull get uh, chosen that can buck? Yeah, well, these days they got breeding programs, much okay. like racehorses. They yep. um, yeah, they they breed the better ones out of the out of the cows that are bred by good bulls as well. So, um, and same with the horses. So yeah, it's all, um, breeding programs these days. So how much does a good bull cost? Um, over here, it's not, not so much as America, but here you can spend up to eight, 10,000 for okay. a, a decent one. Um, over in America, you're looking at sort of hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And like, what would be the, how much money would the best bull rider make over there in Canada and, and, and America? Oh, they can, yeah, make up to a million dollars a year, um, especially in the PBR and that sort of thing. So, no, it's a lot different over here. Um, yeah, over here, sort of, my best season was about 14,000, so it's yeah. a big drop. <laughs> <laughs> so back to back to training the horses, did you learn anything from your days working with the animals at the Rodeo compared to... The, the horses that you work with now, um, is that help you become a better trainer? Do you think? Uh, just little, little things like, um, at the, at the rodeos you're dealing with sort of, um, unbroken horses. So, uh, you got to be a bit sort of, you got to know when they're going to go off or do something in the shoots or whatever. So you got to sort of read the, read the horse before you, 
get on them or, you know, sometimes they go up in the shoots or want to go down or, you know, um, play around a little bit. So you just got to be aware and, and sort of know what they're going to do before they're going to do it. Do you get like, uh, you're based at Murray Bridge there and there's a big horse community there. Do you get a lot of the other trainers say, we've got this mad horse out the back. We need your help, Garrett, to sort it out for us. Yeah, yeah, occasionally. <laughs> um, not so much um, the last couple of years, but yeah, um, before that, yeah, I was I was the go-to sort of person for all the all the ones that get rid of the the track riders and the jockeys yeah. and the ones that sort of play up in the barriers and all that sort of thing. So, um, so what do you think's been the the key to your success over the last couple of years? Because you really have hit the scene. I think you're getting a lot of publicity now just out, outside of South Australia. People look at the form guide and see G Lynch next to a horse and they can back it with confidence because of your strike rate. And um, usually you've been finding or training winners at a price as well. So what's been the key to your success over the last couple of years? Um, just more numbers. So before this, before the last couple of years, I was only training two to four horses and, and you just fly under the radar. Like, um, yeah, we just sort of just poke around and, uh, yeah, but now I've sort of, I didn't really want owners either before all this. Um, but now I've got owners and that sort of thing that send me more horses. So I just, um, yeah, just try and place them right and, um, and go to where they can win. Um, but yeah, like we're not dealing with any, any real champions or anything. The, the, I've got sort of 30 horses. The average purchase price is 1500 So we're dealing with sort of the real, real second-rate horses that have come from two or three other trainers beforehand, and we just sort of try and rejuvenate them. Do you try, are you trying, like, go to the Adelaide sales and, and find that next champion? So I think you've done an apprenticeship now that um, your owner surely will be um, um, buying some horses at the, the yearling sales. Is that what you trying to achieve over the next few years, mate? Yeah, yeah. Once I get um, uh, more owners and different owners, sort of the owners I've got are sort of on the same wavelength as me, get the real cheapies that are just been sort of batting along and try and get them back to their best form and, and, and bring them to South Australia. Obviously, it's a little bit weaker, so that's just the the method at the, at the moment. I'd, I'd like to get a better brand of horse, but, um, yeah, with the owners I have at the moment, they don't. They don't um, like to outlay too much. They like to make a profit, so they they only buy them for a thousand or you know two thousand at the most, and we usually get their purchase price back in the first run or so. Do you enjoy that trying to work out a horse to say, well, why you've been going? Why haven't you been going at your best? And I'll see if I can get you to to return to some of your the, your, your best form. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's challenging, and uh, yeah, we sort of. We like to think that um, we can we can work them out fairly quickly. Um, whether they've got some issues or quirks, we usually do um, better with the with the horses that aren't really nice. Um, they come from you know bigger stables, and you know they're the ones that are always going to get left out or left behind a little bit because no one really wants to deal with them. So yeah, they're the they're the sort of horses that we usually um, succeed with. Um, uh, we had a horse called Jarmint that. Was one of them horses. She was an expensive one though. She cost two thousand two hundred fifty. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, she she was really quirky, and uh, we worked her out, and she ended up winning um, about two hundred thirty thousand for us in about eighteen months. So she was okay. a good one. We've got about a minute left. Do you have a winner for us at Balaclava, mate, tomorrow? Uh, swanky tossed my best. All right then. How much did it cost? 
Ah, uh, he was expensive. He was two thousand dollars. <laughs> the son of Turek Toff. Hey, mate, you're a bloody yeah, yeah. you're a bloody superstar. Um, yeah, you deserve a good horse. We've got a few big owners here on Giddy Up that listen to our show, and I'll tell you what, I'll hop. I reckon they should send you a couple of horses. Uh, yeah, maybe worth yeah, maybe yeah. five or ten thousand. We'll see how we go. But um, yeah, that 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 that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're a bloody you're a star, mate. And to do what you've been able to do with the stock that you've had um, is something is something else. So it was a great having a chat to you, mate, on the Bet Three Six Five Country Racing Hour. And um, I'm sure you'll be winning a Group One before we know it, mate. Oh, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> good on you, Garrett. Thanks for that. Thanks. What a star, Garrett Lynch. He lost his life a couple of years ago, um, riding at a rodeo. It was on an operating table, and the nurse said, you might die. So, um, yeah, good luck, basically. Woke up four days later, and now he's getting horses for $1,500, $1,500, and winning in town. He's the horse whisperer from South Australia, and what a yarn he is. We'll take the news, and then we'll come back, of course, with um, Bag of Tips. On this Tuesday morning, thanks to Was Equipment Rentals.